WBNE. Hello and welcome to episode 145, all about the Silmarillion, chapter 6 of Feanor and the Unchaining of Melkor, being the 145th part of That's What I'm Talking About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. I've been experiencing the world of J.R.R. Tolkien for the first time, and right now I am reading The Silmarillion, so you don't have to. Today I am joined by Bayana and Delia of Black Girls Create. Oh, my voice cracked on that. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> Black Girls Create. Welcome back, guys. Hey. That was that was in sync. It was. <laughs> So, um, funny story. I was like, I'm gonna, like, not that I don't love having them on, but I've had them on a lot. I'm probably annoying them. I'm gonna, like, I'll I'll give it a rest. I don't want to bug them too much. And then, like, a couple weeks ago, Delia slid into my (laughs) DMs and was like, hey, so I see with the two eyes emojis, which is my, it's like my favorite emoji ever. Oh, just the eyes being like, so we see you're doing the Silmarillion. And I was like, oh, my God, perfect. I was worried if I reached out to you again, you would be like, literally shut up I'm <laughs> blocking you so. absolutely not we were so excited like I we knew you were about to do the Silmarillion obviously but like we happened to be reading it like in our community like as a group read and for both of us it was our first time reading it like I had studied it for our like Patreon podcast Tolkien Black Girls but like I hadn't actually read the actual book of it and so I didn't know like we probably won't even be done by the time she's already like fully in so like it's fine but then we finished and then I saw you post I don't even know what I saw the account post I was like wait hold on (laughs) she's like (laughs) properly just started hold on I gotta we gotta make this happen because truly no spoilers but it was such an enjoyable experience and like we are very much still in the like headspace of wanting to shout about it so yeah like let's yeah I think we were like in a meeting like on zoom together and it was like wait a second but we could just because we don't have like a spot of space really like we can yell about it with like folks in our community but we're not really like talking about it so it's just like but wait I want to talk yeah, it's about just it an echo yeah. chamber or it's just like yeah we get some jokes <laughs> off on twitter and stuff like that but yeah we just need to properly officially (laughs) yell about it yell about it okay well great welcome (laughs) we're here to yell about it I like I'm glad to hear that you guys enjoyed your experience of the Silmarillion because like this is such a different experience of like reaching Mm -hmm. out to people like finding guests and reaching out to people because like doing Lord of the Rings and doing The Hobbit is one thing but like figuring out and also like it's a blur of the guests that I've already had on being like wait, did they say that they were like into the Silmarillion or have they read it Mm. or were they like, oh, I attempted it and I fell asleep five times. And (laughs) and so like it's it's definitely like a lot harder to find guests who are like Mm -hmm. interested in the Silmarillion and want to talk about it and like have fun with it. But also I don't want it to just be like two people because like I'm supposed to be the clueless one, you know, so like it can't be like and maybe there will still be some episodes where I get someone on who is also reading it for the first time or something. But like, um, it, it probably wouldn't be a fun chapter for like two people to be like, yeah, I don't know how that's pronounced. I think it's uh, <laughs> li- like, so it's the 
Ainor, but when I was first reading it, I was like the I the Aener. <laughs> like, how gross is that? And I'm sure there are still so many things that I've said incorrectly. And so, like, anyway, long story short, I'm glad that you guys had like a positive experience with the Silmarillion. Yeah, it like t- yeah. well, it didn't take me a second because we like also did. I wasn't like I tried to get through Lord of the Rings. I might have said this before, I don't know, but I tried to get through Lord of the Rings on my own, mm-hmm. like, at least three times. Um, and then when we did a, like, group read in our community, like, a couple years ago, I finally was able to, like, get through it. So, like, part of it was that there was only, like, a certain amount we were, we had to read a week, and so that made it easier to, like, process. Um, and then also because, I mean, it did take me a second to, like, get back into, like, the Tolkien of it all, where it's, like, 14 different names for every person, and also, like plant and mountain and so (laughs) that part was like okay great okay I'm back in but then once like I got used to that again like it's so much fun it's so messy I really I think that's what it is like I love mess so that was really yeah the drama of it all which you know you're still on the journey but like Tolkien can write some drama and it's a good time. Yeah, and like the drama is picking up in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Even, it sure is. You know, where and like I'll I'll walk you through through the like mental journey I went through just reading. So this was a really short chapter. For some reason I thought this chapter was like 15 pages or something and then I sat I kind of like really begrudgingly sat down to read it last <laughs> night and was like okay, I guess I better start this really. And I was like, oh, it's four pages. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I got this. But I like went on a a journey of being like, who is this dude? Do we like him? Is he? Who is he? What is he? (laughs) What's going to happen here? (laughs) And then slowly being like, okay, okay. I think I see maybe where I still, I actually, that's a lie. I don't see where this is going, but like. That's what makes it fun. Yeah. How it's going, I guess. Right. You know? So. You get the vibes maybe. Like. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, I want to bring up one of my patrons commented on a post that I did. By the way, listeners, if you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Tolkien about pod um, <laughs> and you can access these things too. Yay. Okay. Anyway, there's the plug. Um, Bill Woods commented on something and said uh, he appreciates that I'm just doing the Silmarillion one chapter at a time. And so, yes, this is a short chapter. I did combine its chapter. I think it was chapter four. Four is literally two, like mm-hmm. one and a half page pages. And so I did combine that. Um, but I am doing this one chapter at a time because even though this is four pages, I guarantee we will talk a lot about it. I promise. <laughs> like a lot to talk about still. Um, but anyway, Bill said, um, I'm reminded of the old adage, how do you eat an elephant? Answer, one bite at a time. That's interesting. Very true in this case. I think that's a perfect like metaphor of, yeah. of the Silmarillion is we're just taking it one step at a time. Unless, of course, the, the chapter is one page and then we'll take it two steps at a time. But- we'll be bold. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. It's so dense. I'm sure your listeners have caught on thus far. But yeah, that's the thing about the Silmarillion. While I did very much enjoy it, and even if I wasn't, like I feel for me, I enjoyed it more than I would even say. Is this is this controversial than Lord of the Rings? Oh, oh my gosh! I think that is very. I mean, not controversial, but like I don't know, uncommon. I cause I have heard people say, "Oh, I loved reading the Silmarillion more than Lord of the Rings." Um, I I definitely find it more 
difficult. Like, it is this very takes dense. That's all, the thing, though. Yeah. I have to focus all two of my brain cells with all of my intensity <laughs> yeah. while I'm reading this, you know? But I think I agree with you, Delia. But I also think part of that is because, like, with Lord of the Rings, I've did read, you know, like, watch, seen the movies and, like, done all of that mm-hmm. beforehand. So, like, while it made it easier because I kind of knew what to, like, like, how, like the, where it was going loosely, it was harder for me to just be, like, I don't know, to just, like, get into, like, the text. It was so dense and I was just like, but I could just go watch it again and then it would be more enjoyable whereas like this it's like there's nothing to compare it to so it's just like wow this is a lot also Mm. I don't think again like I said I love mess I don't like Lord of the Rings is like great just like emotional and you know there's so many like things there but it's not messy in the same way so I think that that's awesome yeah. I'm, I'm like sitting here like reading the Silmarillion with like my popcorn like uh what's happening next <laughs> <laughs> right I agree that got me thinking I think the messiest part of Lord of the Rings is everything involved with Denethor and yeah. that's one of my favorite parts of the story because it's just so extra and dramatic and I don't know, I'm just like connecting those dots of like Den- like everything that goes down with Denethor and just like he set himself on fire. Oh, this will be a good plug. Um, I was on the One Does Not Simply podcast mm-hmm. um, and we talked about the Pyre of Denethor chapter and it's just like, I love like he's a terrible person, obviously, but like I love the drama that he brings to the story. OK, so now speaking of drama, I guess let's get into it let's just jump right and I into think we're it kind of this chapter is really just like the tip of the iceberg of oh boy the i can see yeah. it on unf- i mean obviously i say that that was like a really dumb thing for me to say because no 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 no. like in you're- one hand i have 50 pages and in my and in my right hand i have so many more pages <laughs> like I still have like 200 more pages you know so but like, it's like, obviously this is the tip of the ice so true <laughs> I think what people and like this isn't spoilers like what people like so much about the Silmarillion and Tolkien's world is how everything feeds into the next thing so like it's very true that like you're at the tip of the iceberg and like this is you can even tell it's setting up to like for whatever is to come like it's just a very clear it's so interesting how Tolkien can write so densely and it can be so densely packed but even still you can clearly see the through line like that is being like laid I feel Mm -hmm. yeah and he's and he says there's like moments too where he'll be like oh the events of this thing that I haven't told you about yet but it's coming Mm -hmm. (laughs) like he does that that a couple times in this one too and you're just like wait what's that yeah what's that what is that heading to what what happened there (laughs) what (laughs) like okay I guess we'll get into it um so this is of Fe- Feanor? Mm-hmm. Is that how I'm pretty sure. say it? Yeah, that's okay, how I say great. it, Feanor. Okay, yeah. great. Bayana looks unsure. <laughs> Unwilling <laughs> I, to comment I'm, on... I don't know that I've said his name out loud, so we'll see what happens I, today. Okay, real quick, uh, pro tip. When we were reading it, I straight up, there were times where, like, if the reading was particularly dense, I would read it out loud, which, A, helped me get used to, like, the names, but also, oh, I do like, it all the time. Mm, yeah. helped, like, really get it to, like, stick. Oh, 100%. And, like, <laughs> I, like, I'm not exaggerating when I say I am reading the somewhere alien, like, it is one of my textbooks from a college class where I am paying I'm paying attention to like okay who are the names and like what are their like what are the key characteristics here and like I'm highlighting like okay um he was the strongest of 
skilled of hand and he discovered gems and like what are the what are the highlights and the important parts in this thing and then there are some pages where it's like all of my blue highlight (laughs) (laughs) just like highlighted so many things anyway yes this is of feanor and spoiler alert the unchaining of melkor which i feel like tolkien he he did that a couple chapters ago too um where it was it was like of something and the captivity of Melkor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that didn't happen until like the end of the chapter. And I was like, oh, that could have been a fun little surprise. Like we could have just, you know, of Feanor. But I guess he was like, but it's also about the unchaining of Melkor. And that would be, <laughs> <laughs> I would be lying to my readers if I just said of Feanor. Every all of the elves after like I think it was like four chapters describing their journey to their various journeys to Valinor. They're here finally. Like they're there. living it up. Everyone's having a good time. It is the noontide of the blessed realm, or I guess blessed realm if we're talking old timey language. The fullness of its glory and its bliss. Long in tale of years, but in memory too brief. So basically, this is, I'm getting calm before the storm. This is like the last time everything was good and peaceful. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> You're not, I would I would say that's that's a good, good summary of that cool. sentence, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're inventing and discovering things. They are inventing uh, the, the concept of like documenting things, both in speech and song, as well as engraving things in stone and writing with a, it just says with brush or with pen. So I guess they went like, I don't know why in my mind, like, a pen seems like a very advanced form of technology Mm -hmm. compared to like it's like oh yeah we're chiseling these words into stone and then meanwhile someone's (laughs) over here with like a fountain like ballpoint (laughs) I was gonna say it was a big (laughs) yeah exactly Uh, like the muggles and the muggleborns in Hogwarts, and right. they're looking around. And all these other kids have quills, and they're like, and they're like um, "Y'all, we can just do y'all not know." Okay. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, th- times are prospering very much. I-, I would say probably like the Renaissance is going on. Um, and we already know from the I think it was the previous chapter we went into the uh the line of. Finway and his three sons and then his sons gajillion sons <laughs> and we like love a family tree just gotta pause the story to break it down just, real quick <laughs> yeah yep. and we gotta na- and name drop Galadriel because Tolkien's like Fun. the readers gotta know that this does relate <laughs> remember those hobbits <laughs> it does tie back <laughs> I promise <laughs> In case you were reading this, like, where are the hobbits? Well, they're not here, but Galadriel is. So just stay with it. (laughs) I think I've already made this reference before, but this just feels so much like How I Met Your Mother, how Ted is sitting down telling his kids about how he met their mother, but it's just taking the longest time ever. And so, like, I can just see Tolkien being like, okay, yeah, there's a story about these hobbits who destroy a ring and save the world. But it all began... (laughs) 
long <laughs> ago, there was Ages nothing. Ago. And there was this <laughs> god named Eru Iluvatar. And he liked music. <laughs> and everyone else being like, okay, so where do the hobbits come in? And he's like, oh, not for like another three ages. <laughs> but just stay with me. It's like, well, I've got places to be. Okay. All right, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, I'm here. It's fine. But this chapter is specifically about Finway's eldest son, Feanor, who um, Kuru Finway was his name. By his mother, he was called Feanor, Spirit of Fire. Thus, he is remembered in all the tales of the Noldor. So, alrighty, we got elves with multiple names. I've honestly, like, because rereading this, I was like, oh, I forgot that wasn't his birth like, <laughs> name. Like, I just never thought about it again, which is why I am, like, very much an advocate for just giving just give him one all these name. people one name. Like, why are we doing this? I'm not going to remember it. I don't actually care that much if it's not going to come up <laughs> again. Yeah, like, that should have been more. I'm the type of person, like, I like to know it, but clearly i just feel like this should have been more more content for the appendices like you do not need to put this in the text right. <laughs> yes and i feel like there are some characters who get called multiple names right at different points and so then it's like okay cool like i know what you're talking about but in this case I, that was yeah. the second time i've seen that name since <laughs> yeah it's since very I've much like <laughs> i mean granted tolkien was an author of a totally different age but like yeah. nowadays, we would be like, if it's not important to the story or the plot or like characterization, then don't include it. You know, like you're just mm-hmm. like taking up space on a page, you know, I think of it like um, in they say for musicals, a song should either advance the plot or like advance a character or their motivation or or like tell or introduce you to a character and if it doesn't do either of those things then you should cut the song i feel like that's just all of tolkien's writing (laughs) but that also like that's what makes tolkien tolkien he wouldn't he wouldn't be that dude without these random details that Add nothing except for like, hey, these elves have a culture where they're given a they're given a name at birth, but their mother gives them a name later on and they might go by a different name or something. So Muriel is his mother, who was called Sirente, another name. (laughs) And uh, she and Fenway are like true loves, amazing, love to see it, beautiful. But in the bearing of her son, Muriel was consumed in spirit and body. And after his birth, she yearned for release from the labor of living. And she said to Finway, never again shall I bear child, for strength that would have nourished the life of many has gone forth into Feanor. There's, I feel like there's just a lot to unpack there. First there's a lot to unpack. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel like, can you imagine being born and then your mom being like, I want to die now? <laughs> <laughs> like, that was too much. I'm over it, actually. Yeah. And second of all, Kind of just sounds like she has postpartum depression. Let's get her on some Zoloft or something, you know? Which apparently, and if they don't have it in Valinor, then there's really no hope for the rest of Middle Earth. But I also kind of like in this case, like they are not acquainted with like 
sadness at all. They're You're right. They're like, you know, we're not sadness, death. They're just like, we just got here. We don't know her. We supposed to just stay here. So we don't know what's going on. Yeah. And even like the Valar too. They're like, I don't know. We just, we just, everything's, we just everything's so been great like, so far. I don't yeah. <laughs> know why, why are you sad? <laughs> like, it's great here. Right. Manway is throwing one eternal party. So it's like, he loves himself a good party. So, yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's interesting because it feels like, if I can remember, sort of like she's like the first one who's suddenly like, you know what? I'm not about this. Honestly, you know, I respect the idea of like, oh, defining what happiness means for you. Like, y'all are all cool in Valinor, but honestly, I just gave birth to this child who was who was a lot. Like, I can already tell that his energy is too much. (laughs) Absorbed all of my being, and I have no more life to give to other children. So, bye. (laughs) I have. I did. I did what I came here to do. Also, just, like, trying not to obviously read too much into it, but just, like, what a trope of, like, mothers. Okay, let's talk about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Literally. Wow. All you said was okay, but that was so loaded. <laughs> just, like, the yeah, this very common trope of mothers dying for their children And I mean, like, obviously, that's something that is very true to life, I think. But also, I think like any parent would die for the trope. But like, anyway, this this trope of like, a female character, who like, she's described really positively, she is skilled in weaving and needlework. Um, Her hands were more skilled to fineness than any hands, even among the Noldor. And so, like, they're having a great life. And she clearly has a lot of life within her if she passed it all on to Feanor. And I don't know what he does, but he goes on to do something. (laughs) But, like, that, that, like, sacrificing of a female character to give way for a male character and could also potentially lead to you know like quote-unquote like a villain origin story you know so I just it's just really unfortunate like we I'm sure you've talked about I mean it's like okay whoa not to get that deep I was like it's reflective in fandom too but let's hold on let's back it back it up but like it's just the 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 woman representation in Tolkien is just not giving what needs to be gave, which it's of course giving. it's of the time, but also it's like we're into the Silmarillion. It's like, all right, cool. Let's see what, what's popping over here. And then it's like, oh yeah, she, she gave birth and died. So <laughs> yeah. And I, I will say, I don't think I've talked about it yet, but like I'm 50 pages into the Silmarillion and already there are more female characters than Lord of the Rings yeah. and the Hobbit combined. combined. So like, we're, we're doing yeah. great um and, and, that and even sense. then though i think it's possible though that like percentage wise it might be the same there are like a lot of characters in the silmarillion yes that's true yeah so it might be like still i see like... what you mean and like again too i'm just trying i'm not trying to play devil's advocate here i'm just trying to like think of points that people would bring up to like argue against this 
that like we do have very prominent female characters doing like worthy things like Varda who like brought out the stars so the children of Iluvatar could be born and the elves came and um I don't remember anyone else, so <laughs> just her. No, um, um, didn't Yavanna did is the one? Oh, Yavanna, like, yes. Raise all the like forests and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yavanna yeah, Yavanna is real dope. Um, and then there, and then uh, um, Nienna. I mean, I I don't remember specifically all the Valar that he like describes, but like I do remember Nienna, like the way that he described like her place in like death mm-hmm. kind of being really beautiful and like wit like having the the power to like give grace and wisdom and mercy in in that process is really interesting but like all that being said the female characters that he created all have like i would say stereotypical female motherly nature to it mm-hmm. of like yeah. taking care of things or being graceful and um beautiful and calm even though they are powerful um we don't see someone like olmo who like right exactly moves seas and you know all this stuff you know it feels like often when and with the exception of some of the valor like it feels like when women are doing things in these very stereotypical roles um but i will say like yavana nina um even vard are like some of my favorite like I don't know, characters in lore, I don't even know what you want to call it. Like, I just, reading about them was yeah. such, like, oh, a totally. total, yeah. like, I was like, man, these is, this is so cool. Like, it's partly why I enjoyed the Silmarillion, like, just from Jump immediately. I was like, this is, you, Tolkien could have mm. been doing this this whole time. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you meet Melian Mel- Yeah, yet? that was chapter four, uh, yes. I think. I remember, like, the order. She's, yeah, okay, yeah. She's also the Oh, right, also she's just, like, the one. She, <laughs> again, another very stereotypical female <laughs> role. But where yeah, but also, like, she, she kind of has, like, a si- almost like a siren role mm-hmm. where, like, her voice, it's not evil or anything, but, like, her voice puts, um, I forget the name of Dingle. the elf, but puts him in a trance and he forsakes his people. <laughs> Yeah, he's just like he's like. Uh, I'm, I, I found I'm this done. really hot <laughs> chick in the woods. Like I don't know who y'all talk about. You said I don't know, I've never heard of that. Literally, how I take it is, I'm like, this is just proof to me that the women really are like kind of running like Middle Earth, and the guys are they just not are the all powerful right, right. people. Like had, had yeah. it not been for Varda, the elves would not have right. come. You no. know, and it's interesting too because it feels like they take a like a back yes. seat, but I think it's also just from like Tolkien's perspective mm-hmm. and the way that he's writing it. So it's often like Manway did this, Owlay's over here like making dwarves out here, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, like just making things just because, and like you know, like he's talking about all of these different characters, and like I don't know, they, it just kind of like feels like their hand, like the women are quiet. Are quieter, but like you can kind of still feel their hands and things, and they're still you know like they're doing like you said like Varda like they're doing the like really important stuff, and like I guess the men are doing the most. Yeah, <laughs> and then like out of pocket sort of way. Yeah, so I think like the, again this is not this chapter, but just 
touching on it. Like, that's a good example of, like, it's like, okay, well, single is single, and that's cool. But, like, what does that mean about Melian then that she, like, totally, like, got him together? And so I just wish we saw more of that instead of when we do see them. It's usually, like, acting, being active. It's like, oh, I'm going to go die. (laughs) Or, like, I'm going to pine after a man. Or pine after a man he doesn't let me back but then i find another man which you know no no offense to fair i'm just saying like that was literally like aowen's like storyline <laughs> so, oh my god mm-hmm. anyway oh, my sweet summer child <laughs> <laughs> um both of them both i love and fair god <sighs> anyway um i like i'm gonna get like two <laughs> That's a whole separate podcast, literally. Um, Anyway, yes. So Muriel is so um, weakened and like heartbroken, I guess, through the birth of of Feanor. I almost said Feanor. Of Feanor. Um, Finway's upset, but when he asks, this is yeah, this is kind of funny he goes and asks Manway for help or Manway whatever um, for help and Manway's like I don't know <laughs> maybe go to Lorien I think I guess that's the best <laughs> try that <laughs> other, other than that I don't know because we've never had this problem before like maybe you shouldn't be not mortal but like maybe you shouldn't be an earthly being <laughs> <laughs> like that seems like your problem <laughs> Have you tried not being an elf? Yeah, like, have you tried... It's worked for me, so... Not having children, like... Right. Anyway, so um, they go to Lorien where Muriel... Uh, it sounds like I'm saying Mur- Muriel with a U, which is an old lady name, you know? But it's... With an I, Muriel. Maybe I'll say Muriel. That sounds better. And they get there and she's like, yeah, I'm real depressed and I'm real tired. Just let me go. And then she says, but hold me blameless in this and all that may come after. I appreciate that she kind of has the wisdom to be like, I can foresee at some point in the future someone being like, Yeah, and Feanor's mom gave birth to him, and then she died, and she abandoned him and Finway and caused them pain and all this other stuff. And I can't speak to the, and all that may come after, because I don't know what's going to come after. Um, so I don't know if that's her, like, having premonitions the way that you guys are just like. I saw my honest face. I was like. (laughs) No, it's funny because I didn't, I didn't, like, catch that. Right. Same. When I read it the first time. But, like, part of me is like, maybe she just had a vision and said, you know what? I'm I'm out. out. Like, maybe she said, I don't, I don't want no parts of this. In hindsight, I'm like, oh, so she like, okay, I see what she was about. Like, okay, I see it. I see the vision now. But anyway, yeah, she's like, I'm going to go rest. I hope you won't blame me for for what has happened here. Um, And Finway says goodbye to her, not thinking, I guess they're both thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to go here and I'm going to sleep and I'm going to rest and heal. 
But instead, she lays down to sleep in the gardens. And though she seemed to sleep, her spirit indeed departed from her body and passed in silence to the halls of Mandos. The the maidens of Este tended to her body, which I think is kind of creepy that like her body is just ever preserved yeah. in the gardens here, yeah. even though her like soul has left. Um which I guess is what death is. I don't know why I <laughs> <laughs> phrased that like that, but whatever. That's kind of weird, but okay. Um, yeah, and so, and then Finway is real depressed about it, obviously, because this was like the love of his life. And Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. And to his credit, and I say this, like, he he should care for his child, but like, this is a story and we could very easily go a stereo another like stereotypical route of like he hates Feanor right, because right, right. he caused mm-hmm. the love of his life to die. Um, but he very much loves him and gives him all of his love and attention um, and becomes his favorite, obviously. Feanor, it's, this is where I started being like, I'm a little... I'm a little suspicious of what, of who the, like, I don't know who this guy is, but uh, yeah, I wrote, I don't, I just don't know if Feanor is going to be good, mm-hmm. bad, chaotic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, just the, the, the mm-hmm, nodding, um, because it says few ever changed his courses by counsel, none by force. That sounds like not the kind of person that like you want to be a potential leader of of these people, you know, so like in in the future. That does sound logical. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just the vague statements from (laughs) y'all. I gotta give content, but there's only so much. (laughs) Um, He, it says the most subtle in mind. I don't know what that means. Does that just mean he's dumb? Or I I take it, that's an interesting point. I thought it was like, I guess maybe that is what that means. I just thought, like you know, he was so clever. Like you can't, like you can't even watch see him move. Like you, you know, like the most subtle. And that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, maybe he's really cunning. Yeah, and that's crafty. what I thought. Maybe but that's actually, what it means. the maybe saying I'm like maybe it just mean he's just unintelligent. I could see it that way too. Maybe that. Maybe that. Yeah, I with even with more context, I'm not. Yeah, like it's not. Way. I'm like, okay, I don't. You could. It depends. That that's such a loaded question because I'm like, well, how does Tolkien view <laughs> Feanor? Is the real question. So I don't know. Right. Interesting. Okay, we'll circle back to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he is most skilled in hands. Uh, it is he who discovered how gems greater and brighter than those of the earth might be made with skill. See, that's smart. So he is just right. Yeah, yeah, crap mm-hmm. or crafty. Yeah. Maybe somebody, one of your listeners, knows. I'm picturing <laughs> him. I'm picturing him not because he's. <sighs> this could be really loaded, but. I'm imagining him to be a Slytherin already. Hmm. You don't have to say anything, but I'm just hmm. taking it in with what you know. Like, that's interesting because like, I don't know, just the subtle in mind. I'm really like thinking about that too hard. I'm going to move past it anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's figured out how to because the Noldor have been like mining and finding gems. Um, he discovers how to make them so they can manufacture ones that are even better Mm -hmm. um and it says seldom were the hands and mind of fanor at rest um he marries 
Nerdanel? I think sure. Nerdanel. But her name is it? Probably. Okay, that sounds bad because all I can see is the nerd. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> it does say nerd. She's not- oh, what a nerd. <laughs> what a nerd. Um, I'm just going to call her nerd. So he marries nerd. And they have seven sons. Yeah, that's right. I'm remembering. Um, and it says she was firm of will, but more patient than Feanor, desiring to understand minds rather than to master them. And at first she restrained him when the fire of his heart grew too hot. But his later deeds grieved her. And they became estranged. And that's when I was like, okay, so Feanor definitely something happens here. (laughs) (laughs) Something happens. Um, Something happens. So apparently so bad that like we learn about his wife and immediately Tolkien's like, but don't worry about her because it doesn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's over him. And also the the way that it's like she's patient and she wants to understand people and... She tries to not fight Feanor on these things, but because it also says she, you know, she's stubborn. She's firm of will. Um, But clearly, like talking, trying to talk some sense into him about whatever is going on and him also being equally, if not more stubborn. And so, of course, that's when you have two, you know, unmovable forces. I don't know what the end of that sentence is because I don't remember what happens when you have two unmovable forces. <laughs> Y'all, there's a reason I did not do well in AP physics. Um, So anyway, <laughs> what happens when think- you have two unstoppable forces? Okay, but anyway, moving on again. Well, I think um, it's, I just want to say, I think it's interesting also because I was just going to make a like light joke of like seven sons. That's too many kids. It's too many. But also thinking is. about like the relationship, I'm like, y'all had seven sons, so y'all must have been agreeable at some point. So like that is yeah. a journey. <laughs> yeah. This is true. I don't know. Maybe it was just real passionate. Just. <laughs> yeah, one of those like. <laughs> just like, like angry. <laughs> Game of know? Thrones-esque. Like we don't like each other. But like, yeah, I see it. But, I, f- yeah. I see it. <laughs> And again, that's something, I mean, granted, there's still so much book left, but the way you guys are talking about her and their relationship leaves me that Tolkien does not go into it. And like, that's something that would be so interesting to see is to see Mm -hmm. like the wife's perspective on everything that's happening and to see how she is in this relationship against this other personality and and how those dynamics are. And so that's disappointing but not surprising. Yeah. That it's like yeah. not expanded on. I think a lot can be gathered from how when like in Tolkien in general, but especially in the Silmarillion as like people are reading like if y'all are reading at home, what when the women like are silent or when they like pull themselves back from the narrative, like those choices that they they make are very interesting to read because you're not going to get it in like active speech as much as you do with like the men of the story. But I think if you really analyze and like read with a close eye for those moments in the women characters, it's very telling and very interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, so now we jump back to Fenway. He is very depressed, but he's like, well, I'm the leader. I'm the king. I have to have more children, I guess. Um, and he has a second wife, Indus. And I, and there, I feel like there are a lot of jokes I could make of like, hey, like, who's up in this house? <laughs> <laughs> 
but I didn't come up with oh any. I was, mm-hmm. I was just too lazy, but I don't know. Anyway. You were too um, in this story to think, to think of anything, any. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, you know, it writes itself, whatever, food for thought. Um, and she is of the fair elves. So she's, I guess, marrying, she's not marrying below her, but... In my mind, she is because <laughs> the Vanyar are, in my mind, really snooty and they're the 1%. I actually like that description. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but she comes from a very like worthy people and class, essentially. Um, and they do love each or it just says Fenway loved her greatly. So we don't, sh- maybe she didn't love him. Um, but he does care for her immensely. But Muriel's presence is still with him and still in his mind all the time of all whom he loved Feanor had ever the chief share of his thoughts so Feanor is his favorite because he's never gonna get over the death of his first wife poor Indus (laughs) yeah being like oh second this sucks and it says the wedding of his father was not pleasing to Feanor and he did not like Indus, did not like Fingolfin or Finarfin, his half-brothers. So he kind of just does his own thing. He goes exploring in Amon, and he um, is expanding his knowledge and his skills. And it says, in those unhappy things which later came to pass, and in which Feanor was the leader. And I was like, okay, so there we go. <laughs> so He's not... A good guy, I guess. Oh. We'll no. see. <laughs> he's a guy. He's a guy. He, he's there. He's certainly he's a, he's a character he's a that guy. features in the Silmarillion. <laughs> okay. That's so interesting. So cool. So yeah, so in what comes to pass, people later blame Finway and think if he had just bit stayed depressed and alone after Muriel died, that what happened to Feanor would not have ha- like cr- built him to be who he became and did whatever things he does. I appreciate how vague Tolkien is and how he's just <laughs> hinting at all this. In the unhappy things which later came to pass and like his later deeds that grieved her, love the vagueness and just being like, don't you worry. Know, the stuff that's coming, it's it's <laughs> yeah. coming. Don't you worry. I will say, no spoilers, so listeners don't spoil it either. But having now read it, when I first read this, you know, I had no thoughts. Like, um, MC is like, okay, sure. But I'm just going to say, I don't agree. Like, how are you going to blame the dad for, no. like, trying to oh. be happy? Like, excuse yeah. me? Yeah, 100%. It's, it's not making any sense. Yeah. It's 100%. I mean, I would say maybe it's his fault for spoiling Fanor like that's about as close as I could get because clearly Fanor has some like but like it even said like like he has some like he's he's entitled like you can t- you know yes, what I mean and yeah. like like you can kind of see that from from this that he's very entitled and like feels yeah he's like, the firstborn he son certain things. of mm-hmm. the first king of the Noldor right. mm-hmm. like yeah he's so he's definitely like very like snobby and like yeah. all of that and so you might could blame him for that just because it's like, okay, maybe you should have said no to the kid <laughs> once in but a like, like how I don't can know how you old they are in this part. Look at but... your kid whose mother died and not right, want to too. say yes to everything. Right. So like I exactly. totally understand. So there's like Yeah. yeah. But like 
for everybody yeah, in so the li- his like history be like oh if you had just like especially because like even though he got remarried he was clearly still favoring fandor it's like that's not really his fault yeah it's not like he cast him to the side and was like never mind i got my it's one family. thing to fa- like, for fanor and their fam or whatever to blame him but i'm like in all of history y'all are blaming this man like that's out of pocket <laughs> that's out of pocket <laughs> although it just occurred to me it could be because muriel told him hold me blameless in this and all that may come after Ooh, so maybe the reason that everyone blames finway is because maybe he went around and was like Ooh. maybe he started hearing rumors and was like oh my god if muriel had never given said, birth ah, to fanor ah. or if she had never <laughs> chosen to die and i can see him being like and especially if he's the king being like or the you know of his specific sector of elves whatever right um being like no blasphemy against my first wife or else I off with your head love that. you know that actually makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. i'm down with that headcanon so i can that. 100% him being like if you want to blame someone blame me but don't blame Muriel because she had nothing she wouldn't have couldn't have known that this would happen Okay, shout out to Yeah, Finway. I was going to say it feels like a kind of like roundabout way to blame her. Yeah. Like blaming her without really blaming but her. But like it comes down to whatever happens, maybe I'll come back and eat my words. Whatever happens is <laughs> Feanor's doing and all about owning up to our choices and actions. Mm, so then. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on then. Um, it does, he does at least mention that uh, the children of Indus, his half brothers, Fingolfin and Finarfin, uh, it says, were great and glorious. And if they had not lived, the history of the Eldar would have been diminished. So even though Feanor wasn't happy that they existed, the rest of the elves were. So mm-hmm. none of that matters. Shifting gears a bit now to Melkor, um, he pops up again, and apparently it has been three ages since his cap- captivity, which is so funny because it takes Tolkien 150 pages for the hobbits leave the Shire, but three <laughs> ages pass in... Let's see. When was that was um, 13 pages ago? Yeah. Like 15. He's packing a lot in this. Honestly, it's one of those where like there's a couple of these stories where I'm like, wait, could you just like, can we can we stay here? What's happening here? And he's just like, nope, it's over. Yeah. Moving on swiftly along. Yeah, exactly. Um, So. Three ages pass, which means Melkor's um, sentence is up and he can now plead for his innocence or, you know, plead guilty, whatever. Um, He just like, just like ultimate bullshire. Just like goes up and kneels before Manwe and he looks around and he is just like disgusted. He's like, I can't believe everyone's up here living their best life mm-hmm. and i am not how dare they um he especially hates the elves he hates that they are up there in valinor with the valar also look it looks he looks upon the wealth of bright gems and he lusted for them 
but he hid his thoughts and postponed his vengeance, which I feel like I'm going to I'm going to tuck that phrase away of like, (laughs) don't worry, I've postponed my vengeance. (laughs) Love that. I will say like with Melkor, like obviously, you know, he's clearly the baddie, right? Like, but he has like things like that. Like he's very crafty and like petty in a way where like he's playing a long game and I just, you know. I can appreciate it. I admire the the, the work ethic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the work ethic. <laughs> I'm like, what he's putting he's in the work. No, I give like it to the, him. Yeah, but he's putting it. In, he's putting. He's committed, and he's like, yeah, you got to work hard to ball it. hard. And I guess it makes sense, right? Because he's like, what is the word? Like eternal. You know what I mean? Like he's immortal. They're not going anywhere. So why does it need to happen right mm-hmm. now? It doesn't. I can wait a couple hundred years. It's fine. But yeah, I appreciate the the plotting. Yeah. So he just puts on a show. And is just like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I swear I'm good now. Promise. <laughs> I pro- pinky promise. He's like crossing his yeah, fingers. Back. <laughs> Everyone is like, aw, bless your heart. <laughs> However, it does say, but Mandos was silent. I love that. Love it. I mean, I think it goes back to, I know Delia was talking about it with just like in regards to the female characters, but there's like a lot of moments where Tolkien is like, this character didn't say anything. Like he mm-hmm, makes a point mm-hmm. to be like, but this character didn't say anything. And it's like, well, what were they thinking? Mm-hmm. What are they? What's going on over there? Yeah. So Manwe is like, okay, you can go. <laughs> I'm glad you learned your lesson. Can you believe that he's the king of the valor? Like, can I we know. Oh just, my god. So... And it's so <sighs> so okay, so so first they're like, okay, however, it you were you did kind of like try to destroy the world. So we're not gonna let you go to Middle Earth just yet. You're still gonna be up here, I guess like kind of on parole. <laughs> <laughs> And you're going to be up here for a while. And then he was still, he was on his best behavior. So that's when they let him go and walk freely. And it seemed to Manwe that the evil of Melkor was cured. Did it? Yay. And it's because, (laughs) what did I write? How did I not write anything about, oh, I just put it while the Valar are idiots. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you needed to say. Like, yeah, like. that's it's so true. How is Manwe the king? And it does say it does say for Manwe was free from evil and could not comprehend it. And he knew that in the beginning, in the thought of Iluvatar, Melkor had been even as he. That's like looking at a murderer on trial and being like, yeah, but he was he was really cute when he was five. Like, <laughs> he wasn't a murderer then. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Sure, but then he did do the murder, so... Yeah, so, like, he's a changed person. It's not like you're just gonna undo all that. Right. Um, and I think, too, like, it. it's not to say that Melkor needed to be... I mean, maybe Melkor did, like, need to be locked up forever, but, like, there's no, like, real follow-up. It's just, oh, he seems to be okay now, but it's not like you're, like... Even like he's like it's so easy for Melkor to just hide his thoughts and nobody's 
trip and they're just like okay he looks he looks fine and it's just like but no y'all follow-up plan y'all haven't been checking have no in on him like no like no nothing nobody's like no probation really. officer right. yeah doing nobody's like, like urine sample tests about <laughs> random drug like, testing so He's essentially just, they're just like, oh, great. Okay, you're yeah. done. And that's it. Yeah. And like, hasn't been checking right. it up till now is how I take it. Because it's, t- Melkor is like angry to see all of them. Like, as if this is the first time I he's just... seen them. I mm-hmm. have questions. They're not going to get answered. Because... <laughs> how any of them could let, like, you lock someone up for three ages. It just says ages. I don't know how long an age it will right. is. But like. That I'm assuming it's a long time. It's got to be at least a th- like thousands of years, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you not think, like, oh, I wonder if he's going to be angry with us. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Especially because it's not like he got, like, any kind of, like, he still thinks what he was doing was right. Like, he right. was yeah. out here trying to create the remix, and y'all were, <laughs> you know, not about that. And so he's mad. He wants to, like, be the producer. He wants to be lead producer yeah. on this album, and y'all aren't letting right. him. Right, and so, <laughs> so he's gonna he's created he's created his own production company, and he's trying to get everybody on the label that he can. So, and like the fact that he like they didn't like what you said. He's clearly gonna be mad, but it really seems like Manway's like, yeah, we're cool though, right? And Melkor's yeah, like, and Melkor's clearly like, on his face, like, yeah, no, but yeah, sure, we're, we're cool. cool. <laughs> Meanwhile, like. Manway's at the top of like his hit list that he's like writing in his journal like right first page in his burn book like (laughs) also want to shout out to Olmo who was not deceived and told us who could yes like love that love them they're like uh no there's still smoke here I don't (laughs) I love Tolkas is like quickly become my favorite where he He's just ready to throw hands no matter yep. what. At any point. And, but, like, for good, you know? Mm-hmm. It's got, like, a good energy to it. And that's why I'm so mad that Manway is king, because, like, the only reason Tolkis is not throwing hands is out of respect for Manway. I'm like, let's make this a democracy. How about that? <laughs> like, Olmo should really be the one in power, because... I'm into in it. A, in a previous chapter, it mentioned something that, like, Olmo knew all that was going on because the waters right. run uh, through Arda, like, veins in the body. And so, like, he's tapped into everything and he knows what's going on. Like, let's have Olmo be the leader, not Manwe, who's in such a totally different part of the world like mm-hmm. it doesn't even know like they didn't even know that the elves have been born yet until he's completely written off like all of the valar but it's his fault like they've completely written off middle earth yeah, yeah. But, like that was what that was y'all's job you had one job and they then messed it Melkor up messed it up and you said oops i guess we're done yeah. and like went off into it's this like, like us humans that we're messing up the planet Earth and we're like, well, hopefully we can colonize Mars. <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly what it's like. For this place. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. And there's a few hum- humanitarians are like, but we should maybe try and fix Earth. And then like the billionaires are like, nah, 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 nah. Nah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, man, good. I just love Tolkas. <laughs> for his, yeah, let me read. For if Tolkas is slow to wrath, he is slow also to forget Mm -hmm. 
He's that one. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Melkor hates the Eldar, hates everything that's happened because they were responsible for his downfall. So he works extra hard, you know, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. So he works extra hard to earn their love and friendship. And he like starts learning of them. However, the Vanyar held him in suspicion and the Teleri gave him small heed, I love this, gave him small heed, thinking them of little worth, tools too weak for his designs. Wait, what? To, oh, to the Teleri he gave, okay, then never mind, sorry. I thought that was the Teleri thinking that Melkor was weak. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the Vanyar, like, mm, weren't you, like, in jail? <laughs> <laughs> Did they give you a full pardon or like is it just parole? I'm just, I'm right. confused. I'm unsure. I'm not sure about that. Um, and then he totally writes the Teleri off. But the Noldor, he takes delight in the hidden knowledge that he could reveal to them. So he spends years getting close to them, learning from them, in turn teaching them things. And he becomes close in particular to Feanor. However, Feanor is also pulling the same thing that Melkor is pulling um, because he hates Melkor. For none of the Eldalie ever hated Melkor more than Feanor, son of Finway, who first named him Morgoth. I think in a different world, Melkor and Feanor would have been enemies to lovers. Absolutely. That's exactly what it's giving. You know giving. what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like, I hate you so much that I have to spend all my time with you. And, like, yeah. I did just binge watch Bridgerton season two, like, what? last week, which is this exact plot, essentially, <laughs> of, like, oh, my God, I can't stand you, but we have to be with each other or whatever. But, like, the way that they are both, they both hate each other so much that they are both pretending to like each other to get close to the other person. It, it ends like this. It says, For Feanor was driven by the fire of his own heart only, working ever swiftly and alone. And he asked the aid and sought the counsel of none that dwelt in Amon, great or small. This, to Tolkien's credit, save only to Tolkien's discredit and for a little while. <laughs> Of Nerdanel, <laughs> the wise, his wife. So she's the only one that he goes to. Cool, yay, but it's only for like a little bit. So yeah, yeah. And that's that's the end of the chapter. Is Feanor be we're leading up to Feanor and Melkor both being crafty. Or possibly mm-hmm. a whirlwind romance, who's to say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Br- we'll see you next Bridgerton chapter. season three. Like <laughs> I think, man, I can't wait to piss the people on Twitter off about that one. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> we'll retweet excitedly. Fanor mm-hmm. and Melkor 100% would have been enemies to lovers. Oh my god, Tolkien just was not brave enough. It's all right. He just wasn't, he was like, the world's not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> so we talked for a while about four pages, but was there anything else that you guys wanted to bring up or scream about since you were like let us come on and scream about things the main thing about how is manway king we got out and got it onto the yeah. open and i feel good about that yeah that was really the that was when we were like we have to it's so we have dumb because he's horrible 
we in our community were like likening him to Michael Scott. From we the were. Office. You know what? <laughs> I I don't know like what specifically it was that I was reading, but there was something that I was like, I'm getting like office <laughs> like Michael Scott incompetent boss he's just, vibes. He's so useless. Yeah, and it's like, but you're like arguably the most powerful dude out here and you're just you're doing nothing yeah you're giving nothing giving nothing but surrounded by more competent people like michael scott <laughs> mm-hmm. and loves a good party so <laughs> yes yeah all true things well that will bring us to the end of the episode thank you both for coming on where can people find you on the internet um so you can find black girls create um which is a hub for black creators and critical fandom um at blackgirlscreate.org on Twitter at BLK Girls Create and on Instagram at Black Girls Create. Um, I'm on Twitter at Yana, Y-A-N-A, wrote it, as in like write in past tense. Um, yeah. And you can find me in those same places, but also on Twitter at Delia is typing. That's D-E-L-I-A is typing. Cool. I don't know why my brain for some reason... <laughs> was waiting for you to say dot com. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't also, know why. <laughs> I just remembered. We also soon, we kind of talked about it up top, but we did have, back in 2019, a Patreon-only podcast called Tolkien Black Girls. Ha ha ha. Um, but we are releasing that to the public soon. So it's dated. Yay! We d- hadn't read the Silmarillion at that point. But it's still, I think it'll be fun. It'll still be a laugh. Um, and that's in, what is it? June? July? Content calendar manager? June. 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 Um, we haven't officially announced it on Twitter. So y'all are y'all are the first to hear um, outside of our <gasps> community. So... That's exciting. Um, Yay. No, that's super exciting. Yay. Mostly just because I love, I mean, obviously, given the name of my podcast, I appreciate like a good pun. So like, I'm just (laughs) glad that like that's going to be out into the like public world now. Token Black Girls. Check it out. June. Follow us on Black Girl, like on Twitter or wherever you be following, and you can stay up to date when that's dropping. That's what I'm talking about as a proud member of WBNE. If you want to learn more about the network, go to WBNE.org, where you will find all of our shows like Curly Critics. The cover art is by Vaishon Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at Vaishon Designs. You can get merch for That's What I'm Talking About by going to tpublic.com slash user slash pod. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at TolkienAboutPod. You can follow me on Twitter at MCWhatsApp and Instagram at MCTurndownForWhat. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash TolkienAboutPod to explore the different tiers and perks that are available. A reminder that I recently just did a refresh that included a few more perks. If you want some bonus content, such as a post-show conversation, sort of, that I had with Delia and Viana, uh, you can access that by becoming a member of the 11Zs tier. Or you can become a sponsor of the podcast, like... Irina, Irina, thank you so much for supporting me. And that's what I'm talking about. That is a really wonderful thing that you have chosen to do with your one and precious life. And I so much appreciate that. As always, if you like what you're listening to, please rate and review. All that being said, do you have any parting words for the audience? You know, Um, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Stay ready. So yeah, and stay ready. So you don't have to get ready. Period. And that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) 